today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. Not sure if you heard, but there's a new restaurant on the Monroe Street scene. It's called One and Only. The American Bistro opened yesterday, where the beloved Brasserie V European Pub used to be. We sat down with one and only co-owner Stephanie Del Beggio to hear what they've got cooking up. And yeah, the frites live on. It's Thursday, July 27th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Stephanie, hello. Hello, Bianca. How are you? I'm doing wondrous. I'm excited about this news. Uh, You guys opening up. (laughs) Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. So um, one of your co-owners emphasized that one and only is a bistro, not a pub. What's the difference? (laughs) We're really beating the drum on that, aren't we? (laughs) I mean, I guess for us, the difference is when you go into a pub, I think you're expecting to find things that feel a little more bar and grilly. And, you know, like a variety of burgers and fries, maybe nachos, certainly cheese curds in the state of Wisconsin. And it feels a little more like casual, go watch the game, hang out, certainly more beer focused. I mean, I think there was a period of time where we were doing a lot of in-depth research about what defines a pub. And the reason we really wanted to stray away from that is because some of our other establishments fall pretty clearly into the pub category. And we really wanted to do something that felt a little more elevated here. You know, we we don't have cheese curds on our menu and we only have one burger. And to me, pub feels like it's just not quite the right fit for sure. what we want to do. Yeah. Like the neighborhood bistro is a really classic thing. You know, you go in, you get your steak frites. You, it's what Frost Reeve did, you know, exceptionally well for many, many years. And I think for us, being able to carry that torch is really important. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, actually. Um, And also to emphasize, so no cheese curds. (laughs) Pubs can be elevated, but this is a different kind of elevated. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I love a good pub. Certainly no shade whatsoever, but no (laughs) cheese curds. Definitely hand-cut French fries, though. Yes, but the bistro, this is is exciting. And and you bring up Brasserie V for good reason. You know, you guys are in that spot, a staple on Monroe Street for 15 years. And, you know, this isn't your first rodeo but are you you know intimidated at all about opening up hugely like before we even did this project i was talking to a friend of mine and after a cross review had closed and said man i don't envy the people who go into that space because what you'd choose to fill and then like two days later my <laughs> business partner called me and was like hey we're gonna meet with matt and andrea and i was like oh my god <laughs> you planted the seed somehow <laughs> i know i like put it in the universe and here we are um Definitely, it, it, at the start of this process, felt really daunting. I mean, just it's such a it was such a beloved establishment by its neighborhood and the community at large for so long, and it was also really one of my top three favorite restaurants in Madison for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so, to feel that you have to fill that void at the start before we really had what we were doing kind of dialed in, I was like very concerned. And now that we're in it, you know, and we're going, I feel much more confident and and the neighborhood has been just so incredibly kind that it really does make me feel like okay we we we've got this we can do this yeah it's a very neighborhood place uh i wanted to ask about you know how would you compare what you're doing to brasserie b in terms of the menu 
I think it is an American take on what what Brasserie B did in a European style for many years. You know, we really specifically wanted to, again, fit that same bill of neighborhood bistro, great bar space, awesome draft list, but also with a cool cocktail offering, still trying to have a really exceptional wine program. I think everybody loved the Brasserie B wine program. Mm -hmm. So we really want to have that as well. But food wise, you know, we still have hand cut fries. Man, and Andrea were super kind to share with us their process to do Ooh. them. So we're really hoping that we <laughs> can measure up. And we definitely still there you go. Like a bar steak and fries and mussels on the menu, which, you know, already people have walked in and said, of course, it was Brasserie B. We need to get your mussels. Yeah. Um, and then we really <laughs> wanted to kind of make it our own and make it more of an American style, you know? What do we have? We have a shrimp and grits on our uh, brunch menu. We have house Okay, you can pasta. stop there. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but we're really doing, you know, house-made pastas. Our chef is incredibly committed to working with local purveyors, be it meat, cheese, or produce, and really focusing on a seasonally rotating menu. Mm. And I think that's kind of how we take this bistro concept and, and twist it to be our own thing, is to make it so seasonally oriented, so locally focused, and really looking at what is available around us. You know, Madison has so many amazing farms and amazing purveyors in the area. And to get to celebrate that is always such a great experience for any establishment. Totally. And who is your chef? Uh, his name is William Tracy. He was our chef at Baron Bottle for many years. We've worked with him for a long time. And he is, I just can't say enough great things about him. You know, he is so passionate. He's so driven and he has such an incredibly positive attitude. So to get to have the opportunity to work with someone who has great goals that they really, really want to work towards and like grow and expand their skill set and their ability is a rare opportunity, I think, in any industry. And we feel so fortunate to get to be on this journey with him and get to have this chance for him to really stretch his wings and see what we can do. Yeah. And so it sounds, you know, like this is going to be more of an upscale place, um, but also comfortable. Uh, it's got it's going to have a lot of different offerings. What's something on the menu you're most excited about? Our burger is so good. <laughs> Ooh, it's get so in. weird because I never <laughs> say that I like a greasy bar burger. My favorite burger in the city is Village Bar. You know, I don't really order them out. I'm very choicey. Sure. And we made ours and Will was really intense about where he wanted to get the ground beef and we get it from Seven Seeds Farm right now. We are using like great aged cheddar cheese, really worked on finding a good bun and it just, it's really delicious. So I think our burger is awesome. And I mean, steak fries is awesome. I think when you get it and that's a good, good cut of meat, it's always going to make everybody really happy. People have been loving it so far, the pork chop as well. And then the other highlight that has been really, really great is the we have a ricotta and sweet corn house-made ravioli mm. in a Romanesco sauce that's beautiful. Yes, that sounds beautiful. I saw you, you guys marketing your food as like serving neighborhood favorites. Like what would you say are like neighborhood favorites in the Monroe Street area? Before we even opened the doors, we had so many people coming up to us saying, Freets, you need to do fries. You better do hand cut fries, you know, which feels like such a, a cop out to say it's our fries. But they're great. And I think people really love them. The amount of people who used to come to Brasserie V to have a couple pints of beer and some fries is like everybody in the city, you know? Yeah, totally. So that's obviously a neighborhood favorite. And then I think beyond that, we're just going to see. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm really excited about the pan-seared deviled eggs. <laughs> 
Those yeah. are super good. Yeah. And um, another, you know, talking about meat, you guys will be serving beef tartare. And for those who are unfamiliar, would you explain how is raw steak safe? Well, it just has to be handled correctly. You know, you really have to make sure that you're being really mindful of where you buy it, which again, we get ours from Seven Seeds. So we're very, very knowledgeable about the vendor. It's not just like some random shop on the corner, which who knows where it's coming from, which also, to be honest, random shop on the corner in Madison is probably still a good bet. And then you just need to make sure that you are warning people. Obviously, the risks of eating undercooked meat are always present. There's a chance of foodborne illness, but you minimize the risks. You make sure it stays at the correct temperature. You make sure you're wearing gloves, handling it on clean surfaces with clean knives, with clean hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what about the grilled stone fruit? That sounds really beautiful and, and maybe new to folks. What are, What's happening with that? Yeah, that's a really unique dish. It's the opportunity to combine a sweet and savory component into one thing. We were having a menu conversation this morning and one of our partners said, you know, not everything on the menu is going to be everybody's favorite item. And so I think the cool thing with the stone fruit salad is that it's going to be a little polarizing. I think some people are going to try it and be really excited to have fruit grilled, served with this like savory, vinegary, charred scallion vinaigrette, pistachios on top. You know, it adds a lot of dimension to what a fruit salad can be. And for some people, they just are going to want a fruit salad to be a fruit salad, which is also great, you know? But the interplay of sweet and savory in that dish, I think is really unique. And it's also so nice to have a produce forward dish that doesn't have to include bread or cheese. Mm. Yeah, it's also a very summery dish. Yes, absolutely. I mean, again, focusing on really trying to highlight what's in season right now. Yeah. And so you're doing brunch, lunch and dinner. How often do you plan on mixing up the menu? Is it like each season? Certainly each season. I think we're going to have to see how it unfolds as we go. There'll definitely be four seasonal menu changes. And then I think there might be some adjustments and tweaks that happen kind of inside of that because, you know, tomato season is pretty short and zucchini season is a little longer. And so trying to dial in serving the food that we want when it's at its peak and when it's available and kind of adjusting accordingly. That makes sense. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's definitely some like wait and see trial as we go situation. Yeah, but keeping it fresh uh, is is very exciting. And, you know, Brasserie V closed in 2022, you know, after some rough years for everyone, all of our restaurants during the pandemic. And one reason Brasserie V shut down was a tight labor market. Has finding staff been difficult at all for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a challenge for anybody in the city. And... We are really, really fortunate that we had Chef Will to work with. I think that gave us such a feeling of positivity and forward momentum out of the gate and that we weren't just like starting from a complete zero. You know, we were starting from working with somebody who we were excited to work with, who knew kind of what the challenges on the table were. And then we had an opportunity to hire a great GM that we're very excited about. And things have kind of shaken out from there. I think there's always a bit of buzz when a new restaurant is opening. People get excited about wanting to work there. I think it's always going to be easier to hire a staff in the week right before you open and then the month immediately after than it is once you've been open for three, five, eight years because the excitement around something new is a very real thing. Yeah. (laughs) Also, most of our other restaurants are not in the downtown Madison area or like Madison proper, really, other than the library. And so... Being in the city for us is 
given us a larger pool of people to pull from, which is really great. Yeah, absolutely. And you and you've been doing a few soft openings before, you know, this this big opening this week. What's the most challenging part of opening a new restaurant, would you say? Oh, man, that's such a tough question. Um, I think the most challenging part of opening a new restaurant is the fact that despite how much I know about running a restaurant and how many services I have run, the first time you do it in a new space, everything is totally untried. You know, your staff does not have the muscle memory verbally or physically about where things are in the space and kind of that routine of how you say things to guests. The kitchen doesn't have the muscle memory of exactly where every single item is located on the line. The bar doesn't have the muscle memory of exactly where all the bottles are. And so it's that like the kind of creakiness of starting to lubricate the engine and get all the gears turning in a speed that will make you feel like can really crank things out. Yeah. But it's it's slow at the start because you just have to build a whole new set of patterns. Yeah. It's like moving into a new house or space. Just like, oh, that's not in that drawer. Yeah, right. And then you like bang your foot on the bed every single time you yes. go to the bathroom in the middle of the night for a month. It's that. Yes. And then it goes away and, you know, you forget that totally. that was ever an issue. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so and you've owned several other local restaurants in Madison with Tim Thompson, who you used to be married to. What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's great. Tim and I were married for a lot of years. Then we got divorced and now we're great friends and really great business partners. We love working with each other. We have great respect for one another. I think we have really complementary skill sets. And I am really, really proud of the fact that we care enough each other, about each other and respect e- each other enough that we wanted to figure out how to have our relationship evolve. Yeah. And it takes a lot of trust to start a, a new endeavor. So that's it's beautiful. Absolutely. Look, just looking from Thank the outside. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a lot of work. It's certainly not like it's always easy. Right. But I don't think it's always easy to ever be in a business partnership with anybody. You know, they're all relationships and relationships require work. And I love that you have you guys have been able to connect with, you know, the past owners, too, and have that relationship there. And they're passing on their, you know, frites style. That's really lovely. Yeah, it feels it felt very much like when we came in and the little frit thing was taped to the the frit instructions was taped to the prep table and back. I was like, oh, it's like the passing of a torch. <laughs> yes, for sure. Burning bright, burning bright. Yeah. Um, and what will your role be uh, in the restaurant moving forward? Well, I hope it is to show up and drink wine. That is my goal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think um, my my intention is that we give our GM, you know, all of the kind of bandwidth and freedom for her to execute a great business and run things as she sees fit. We have five partners, obviously, which I think could be a lot and very overwhelming for anybody to work under. I think it would be insane if we were like, all five of us are going to be here all the time watching you. That is crazy. So... Uh, um, one of our partners, Marcus, will be the primary operating owner. He'll work with our GM, Hannah, on a very regular basis to kind of help facilitate her success, help make sure things are going smoothly. In the beginning process, more of us are just involved to kind of dial in the way that things work. I'm more in the kitchen. I tend at the first sign of a busy service, I'm like, I flee to the kitchen immediately. Yeah, it's the, sa- it's the safe space. I used to work in restaurants yes. downtown. Yes, exactly. I'm just like, I'm just going to stand yes. on Expo and yes. put, you know, white plates. That's my my situation. 
So that's what I intend to do. And then once they have their staff hired and trained and dialed in, then just kind of here to advise and give feedback and maybe a good joke every now and again. Yeah. Well, I know you all are making a lot of folks happy to be carrying on this legacy. Before we go, what are some of your go-to restaurants in Madison for a special occasion? Oh, for a special occasion. Well, Austria Papavaro is like the absolute best. Yes. It has been for years. That has always been, again, also in my top three. I think they're incredible. Everything they do, it's great. Um, sardine, always amazing. You know, nobody's mad at sardine. Nope. And then <laughs> I always get Geats and Brovi, like always. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they're great. I think what they do is so great. The neighborhood also obviously loves them. I really love them. Yeah. Well, that's another great Monroe Street staple. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. They really have found their niche here. They dialed it right in. They're always so busy. It's great. So busy. Well, Stephanie, we super appreciate you and this busy week giving us your time to give us the scoop about the new restaurant. Of course. One and only. We're excited. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so nice to chat. That's Stephanie Del Beggio, co-owner of the newly opened restaurant One and Only. It's on Monroe Street in the old Brasserie V spot, just on the street from Strictly Discs. We'll toss a link to their place in our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about. The queen of Motown. Did you hear that Diana Ross is coming to Madison to play her hits? FPC Live announced this week that she'll be at the Orpheum in September, and we here at CityCast are still recovering from the love hangover brought on by this news. She'll be backed up by a 10-piece band and has turned us upside down. <laughs> and honestly, there ain't no mountain high enough to keep at least me from seeing that show, babe. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Pre-sale Thursday. Good luck to you. Speaking of nourishing things, the Madison School District is promising better school lunches this year. That's after teachers, parents, and students complained last year that the meals were often cold, meager, not fresh, or sometimes just filled with snacks. The district was dealing with staffing shortages, but has since boosted staff wages, and they're looking into more build-your-own-meal options like salad bars and ramen bars. So we'll see. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who adores Mulfrit? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Ciao. Yay! <laughs>